Spirits and, and witches. witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your high priestess for this evening. And tonight we have a very special guest with us our astrologer, our shamanic practitioner expert, our, our fellow awesome witch fellow and witch and friend, Jarrell. I kind of want to give you guys high fives. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now you get to see the person behind the voice. You get to see the That's space me. daddy behind Yay. the voice. <laughs> so what is what is everyone drinking tonight? We're drinking good shit, obviously. That was a good intro. Yes. Oh, I've got uh, whiskey coke. Okay. You know what I got, my Irish cream. I've yeah. got gin and tonic. So Hell guys, man. gulp to the gods. Gulp to the gods. Woohoo! Here we go. So, Jarrell, we've had you on the podcast before, and yes. now that we have brought the visual here, we're so excited to have you on camera. I'm excited and to be here. We're going to talk <laughs> all about the fuckery of the planets today. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, it's uh, late into June now, but we're, we'll still talk a little bit about it because there's a lot that does happen in June that um, leads into July, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Okay. So... So, so I like it. Do, do you feel like, because, okay, so I, I'm a novice yes. with astrology. So if any of you guys are watching and you don't know that much about astrology, don't worry. You're going to learn along with us. Right. Yeah. Um, but do you feel like my terminology was correct? The fuckery of the planets. I mean, that, that works. It's, okay, it's, it's a sure. great way of expressing yourself <laughs> with, with what you got. <laughs> I mean, it works. I mean, you know. I mean, well, because I think a lot of times we tend to blame the planets for the happenings of our life and our maybe not good life choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and but because I feel Mercury like Mercury sucks. Thank you. Okay, Mercury retrograde. Yeah, sucks. There. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like sometimes while it can definitely influence us, I feel like you know we need to accept responsibility. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, in that moment, I may not want to do that. So that's why it's it's the planet's fault. Fuck those guys. Yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah. That's what I would do. And you know that 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 is definitely true. Like I think you hit on a good point that we do tend to like blame the planets a lot, especially when they go into retrograde or you know certain combinations of planets like meet in the sky, and you just get this really like um, disruptive um, energy. Yeah. You know from that. But Friend honestly, like brunch. yeah. But honestly, the the planets are, you know, they're going to do whatever their job is to do. You know, like the sun is always going to shine. The moon is always going to move and emote. And Mercury is always going to communicate and express. Yes. You know, himself. Go into retrograde. Yes. And, you know, that happens. But, you know, retrogrades are natural, you know, in the way of the world. And. Much in the same way that we have bad days, it's like they have bad days too. You know what I mean? So it's that's cool. generally how how I tend to think about yeah. it. Though I think you're saying it a lot nicer than I do. I usually <laughs> say that the planets are PMSing. Yeah, which is like, which yeah, is yeah. true too. Um, but even as you're saying that, while I know that you are accurate, I'm like, no, no, they're not supposed to do that. They're just supposed to go like around the fucking galaxy or something. <laughs> fucking planets. So take it away, Jarrell. What you got for All us? All right. So um, I do want to talk 
Um, about July, yes, but there there is a lot um, that does happen in June that leads up to July. Okay. Um, June is actually celestially very eventful, and that's a nice way of putting it. Okay. <laughs> Planet fuckery. Cluster fucks. Okay, go. <laughs> uh, but um, it is very eventful. I mean, the the whole month kind of like starts off. I mean, just real quickly, like kind of kind of crappy i mean it we have mercury in retrograde for the first three weeks of june and then it's still going to go into shadow right after that so there's that little like trail of like heaviness afterwards you know so that's pretty much all of june but on top of that there is a there's there's a couple like really big things that happen in june already too um on the um back on the 10th Mm-hmm. June 10th, uh, we had another solar, we had another eclipse. Because remember, at the end of May, there was a lunar eclipse, a total lunar eclipse. And every time there's one eclipse, there's always going to be a second one about two weeks after. Mm. So, so it's um, always the sun and the moon, right? So yeah. if, there's one, if, the, if the moon eclipses, you know the sun's going to follow. Yeah, okay. or the other way around, and they're always two weeks apart. Okay. So, um, so we had that... Um, that lunar eclipse at the end of May. So just a little after the first week in June, we had that solar eclipse. And that solar eclipse, you know, it's it's not one that, you know, we're in Los Angeles right now, but so it's not um, an eclipse that was actually visible right. here. But if you were able to see it, like, oh my gosh, it really was something to wonder because it was an annular solar eclipse so what does that mean what is that well there's different types of eclipses oh god okay so there's a partial eclipse and you know whether that's the sun or the moon that just means like if you see a full circle it's like only a part of it is going to be eclipsed and you'll still see the rest of it but it's still an eclipse it still carries that energy right the second type is a total eclipse and that's where you know one celestial body that's producing the light is completely covered by the other one and there's no light at all you don't see anything in the sky right we had one of those in los angeles a couple years ago yeah, yeah. yeah. and actually the one that we had at the end of may that was a total lunar eclipse okay so okay. um but with that being said what this past one was um is an annular eclipse and these are the fancy ones Ooh, these fancies. are the ones where you know when you look at like let's say the sun in the sky and then the moon crosses over it and you get that ring Oh, of light around okay. it, like like in Heroes. I don't know yeah. if you remember that TV so show. So you'll see like the blacked out eclipse, yeah. and then there's going to be yeah, a that light. ring of fire. Already. They I've call seen it pictures. Yeah, yeah, they call that the ring of fire, and that's an annular. Um, but uh, in Los Angeles, you know, um, we weren't able to see it. If you were in the northeast, you would have been able to see it, but like not that's even really like cool. maybe Maine, but definitely around like northeast Canada, like Nova Scotia, like the, that. Okay. They're the ones that had like a clear view of that. Hmm. so but that with eclipses while they Mm -hmm. are special events and they're really cool to talk about and look at i feel like they bring really like staticky weird energy with them they do do. yeah Yeah. i'm not a fan of that because i mean when we just talk about astrology and all of these planets having you know influence on us or affecting our world you know um it's because well you know back in the day we were making, you know, as humans, like studying the sky, we would make correlations to what was visible to us, right? So we would notice like, oh, there's this little red star that seems to move. And when it 
aligns with this particular group of stars or this particular fixed star that's kind of like pasted right there in the sky, right? Um, then you would notice certain things would happen, right? But then with like, so, sorry. Uh, but when it comes to what we're able to see visually, it implies that light has a lot to do with what affects us. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. when you have these two bright celestial bodies that produce the most amount of light for us, which is the sun and the moon, right. and then you can't see either one, I mean, yeah, that's just crazy. Can you scary. imagine, you know, like, so being like the first people that saw that, and like what they must have thought? Like what oh, happened? Like, yeah, they, what happened? Yeah, I'm sure they thought it was the end of the world. Yeah, and, and so I would even, you know, deign to say that that's the kind of energy that eclipses. I was gonna carry. say eclipses yeah. do make me feel like it's the end they of do. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty accurate. They're, they're like a full moon, but like on crack or something mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> terrible so okay yeah. so we rode that out like on the mm -hmm. 10th we rode that out on the 10th um but what's interesting you know just going back to eclipses they are you know the beginnings of cycles or the ends of cycles they also promote this energy of rebirth okay and every year you're gonna experience two eclipse seasons so uh -huh. we had our first one just not too long ago the next one is going to be in December. And that's not for a while, but whatever happens with the first eclipse season, whatever is being built or whatever energies come out of that, you basically have this whole six-month period to ride out that cycle until the next season hits. Mm -hmm. And whatever came up during that time energetically or spiritually or in the mundane, mm -hmm. um, it'll probably resurface again in the next eclipse season so it's kind of like a different kind of retrograde where right. you revisit uh, and rehash something would you say that it's a good idea then to pay attention to what comes up around the times of the eclipses oh, yeah. and do some personal work around that to see what you need to adjust whether it be shadow mm -hmm. work or just handling oh yeah mundane life situations different absolutely okay. like, and, and eclipses i think are the best times to do that kind of work like inner child work uh, shadow work you know um because when you're drowning out light from the sky and you're just in the darkness, you yeah. just have yourself. And that is the best type of spiritual work to do is to work go on yourself. To go within. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, to go within. Do that shadow work. You know what I mean? Yes. But mm -hmm. with the reason why I'm bringing that up too, because June and July is filled with that energy of rehashing things, oh. of like really paying attention to what is going around you yes um because it's going to come up again Ugh. which leads me to the next you know big event that happened in june uh which happened on the 14th like literally four days after that eclipse and we had the infamous saturn and uranus I just square kind of snarl through this yeah. whole thing while you're talking. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> no, it's okay. What does what does it, you said Saturn Uranus square? What does yeah. that mean? What is a square? Okay, so when all of the different planets, you know, move along in their orbit geometrically, and this is where we get a little bit mathy. Okay, right? oh boy. they they end up landing in certain points along their trajectory, and based on the angle that they meet that would denote a certain relationship that can occur energetically okay so like for example let's say you have um let's say i'm the sun and let's say you're venus 
if we're rotating around, you know, in an orbit, mm-hmm. right? And then I meet directly right across of you, right? That would be an opposition and it's like a face off. Okay. Ooh. If I'm on a 90 degree angle, like right here to you, mm-hmm. that would be considered a square. And the square is um, a challenging position. You know, think of it like a road block or okay. a square. So it doesn't mean that things aren't possible. Things are definitely possible, especially if you need something to happen, but you have a roadblock that okay. you have to sort of figure out your way around. All right. So squares is a type of aspect that is challenging when planets hit those angles. Okay. And, but there are good ones too, you know, since we're on the subject. There's... Would it depend on how, um, how well planets play with each other? And that's another thing, too, because all of the planets have their own MO. You know, they Mm -hmm. have their own job to do. Like, for example, Mars, his job is to make sure that stuff gets done. He's the planet of action. Venus wants to integrate everything. You know, she wants to, like, include everybody, make sure that everything is fair and beautiful, you know, but then get them together in the space. You know, they're both going to do their jobs regardless okay but if they're sharing the same space meaning like let's say venus and mars were basically right on top of each other you know in the same house in the same sign they're basically either gonna amplify each other's energies or they're gonna have like a sort of like it's like having too many cooks in one kitchen kind of energy yeah you know what i mean that could happen and that depends on the sign Okay. You know, so there's layers to this. You yeah. Know what I mean? But yeah. but let's say, for example, like they were both in the sign of Cancer, right? Mm-hmm. Venus is okay with Cancer. She doesn't mind being in that sign. Mars hates that. Sign. I can see that because if I'm looking at them from like a mythology point of view, mm-hmm. Venus is all about love and yeah. beauty. She's feeling herself. Cancer energy makes sense with that because they're very watery mm-hmm. and full of emotions and sensitivity. It's very nurturing energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then we have Mars, who's aggressive, and he's that warrior. He does not have any time for any of that mushy shit. He has shit to do. So I can totally see how, like, if we're looking at it from that way, looking at, like, the deities Mm -hmm. relationships, how that could correlate with the planets. That's exactly correct. Yeah. So, 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 but it depends on the sign. But if, like, let's say they were in a sign like, um, hmm, that would be a really good example. Let's say they were both in Leo. Mm-hmm. Right, just the next sign over. They're actually probably going to work well together because they both Venus be can, seen. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Venus gets to be a queen in that sign, and yeah. Mars gets to be the imperial soldier. Yeah, you I know can what see I mean? how that energy they, would work well yeah, for both of them. So it could work. Okay. So it depends on what sign they're in. Wow. Right. Um, so so yeah, no, that's true. But yeah, there's there's different ways that the planets can relate to each other just based on the angle from which they can see each other. Okay. Okay. So we learned two new vocab words today. We have opposition and 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 square. square. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Those will be on the spelling test. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah. And and there's there's good aspects too. Those would be called like a trine. And then the other one is a sextile. A trine is basically a 120 degree angle. Okay. Okay. So, like, if you were to look at it geometrically, it's like a triangle. So they're at one of those tri points. You know okay. what I mean? All right. And then a sextile is a um, 
60 degree angle so it's actually not that far apart okay um sextiles are like it's easy mm-hmm. trines are amazing oh good you know? okay good but, cool. but trines also like it's an it's an angle where things are so beyond easy it's kind of like someone handing you a million dollars you know just think of that type of energy i'm not saying that's what happens every time planets are trining too bad but it but might be time to like get that lotto ticket yeah all right well yeah it's it's basically like someone just handing you the opportunity like you don't even have to try wow but a sex cool. style is like okay here's someone and they're handing you a lotto ticket so there's you still have to try but it's something is it's working in your favor you. a little yeah. bit more all right so so that's kind of what it is you know okay so anyway, like um, we're talking about this Saturn Uranus square. So we learned that squares are challenging positions for the planets to be in. Right. But now you have to consider what these planets' jobs are. So Saturn is a very slow-moving planet, but he's the planet of restrictions, discipline, boundaries, maintaining the old ways, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. He's actually a really amazing, powerful planet. And he makes sure that things get done, but on his or your terms. You know what I yeah. mean? So, and everything comes slowly. You know, everything is thought out and plotted very carefully with Saturn. There's like a method to his madness. We yeah. also see him a lot depicted as Father Time. As Father Time, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, there's a Kronos? Kronos. There we go. He is Kronos. Yes. Yes, and I, I think like he kind of scares me, and I think it's just, like especially like when you look at the art depicting him of him like eating his children, it's yeah. very intense. And I feel like every time we hear about Saturn in like a planetary aspect, I feel like he's just as intense. Like maybe yes. not eating us. Well, I don't know. Like let me finish, <laughs> let me let you finish what you're saying before I yeah. stick up for well, him. I mean, I mean, he he definitely has that dark side, you know. Yeah. Yes. But um. And that dark side usually, at least for us, manifests as we can't get our way because daddy said no. You know, that's and that's that's why he's considered a malefic or like, you know, an evil doer or like bad planet. You know, you can tell that I'm siding with my <laughs> inner child. But Saturn that. doesn't Saturn yeah. also rule, rule death, right? Um. Yeah. I mean, like that. That is one of his significations. Uh, it it kind of depends, though on like you know what type of astrology that you're working like because i know like the signification of death is also given to pluto Mm -hmm. right but then you know there's some astrologers that don't really work with pluto yes you know so i mean it just kind of depends but yeah that is one of his original significations yeah um so uranus uranus is um and yes, I said Uranus. I know there's a lot of people that pronounce it Uranus. Yes. Uh, definitely astronomers and Uranus or Uranus and stuff yeah. like that. But when when I was first learning, my teacher pronounced it Uranus, and that's just kind of how it how stuck it's for done. me. You say so Uranus, I and I say Uranus. You say potato, and I say potato. Okay, sorry, No, but it's true. I mean, it is that. I mean, there's there's so many acceptable pronunciations for that. Yes, um, but. Okay, so Uranus is the planet of radical change. He's all about bringing light and knowledge to the world or individuals, but sometimes this awareness, this knowledge, literally becomes that tower card in tarot. Yeah. Because you can't not know something once you've learned it, 
And sometimes when that happens, the whole foundation of everything that you've carried with you is like obsolete and you have to start over from scratch. So Uranus is that energy of like radical change and awareness, but also some, you know, some people give him that signification of technology and like new things that are coming. Because he also rules the sky or he He is is the sky. He is the sky. Yeah. Uranus in mythology is the OG sky god. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he gave birth to Cronus, who gave birth to Jupiter. Yep. You know, so. Well, and so and I'm taking a very uneducated guess, just pulling off of what you have just talked about with these planets and they're squaring. So they're not they're not playing very nice right now. And exactly. they're in close quarters. And we have Saturn who's like old school more traditional and set in his ways and then we have his big papa uranus over here who's like fuck that fuck your rules we're gonna do this totally different so they're like that's what we had happen on the 14th that's what we had happen on the 14th and it was a second pass because um you remember 2020 and all of that crazy that was happening with you know covid and isolation and all of that yes well what we did notice you know um and a lot of astrologers were kind of in agreement with this like every time that the covid um numbers spiked there was a very particular um transit that was occurring and it was a transit that involved a conjunction between jupiter saturn and pluto wow okay okay so but the thing is all of the planets eventually like you know they move further from each other but then what happens is they retrograde and they they come back back together and then they move out again and so this happens especially with the slower moving planets they'll like come together they'll go away they'll come back (laughs) and then they'll they'll basically meet a third time and this is the big transit that's happening this year is that saturn uranus square Mm-hmm. It happened in January, like around Inauguration Day. And remember how crazy that oh, that yes. time was. Yeah. There was a lot of eventful stuff happening, not just in America, but in the world. Oh, no. We kicked 2021 off with a fucking bang. Yeah. So, okay. So this is like the round two from that. This is the round two from that. Okay. And round three is in mid to late December. I'm telling you, planet fuckery. These guys got to stop. Yeah. As you're talking about this, because when you look at Roman mythology, all of the deities are named after the planets. And you can really see when you get to understand the properties of the planets that they're very similar Mm -hmm. to the deities. There's also a crossover here where you can really easily link them with the Greek mythology. And I'm sure you can really link the planets to different deities just across the board, right? Yeah. But as we're talking about this now, it's all shaping in my head. Like we're watching a really toxic like deity holiday dinner. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> where like the whole family gets together a, after not seeing each other all year and it's like that yeah. is a great way of putting it that's yeah. that's how it's like i feel like we're just we're fighting over like christmas dinner right exactly. now that's what's happening and so i think one of the main things to keep in mind though is how is this gonna affect you because these energies are at play and we're mm-hmm. kind of like walking into it you know you ever been into like or you ever like walk into a room and then someone is just having a fight and that energy is like, like, oh yeah, feel it. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. That's kind of what it's like for all of us. It's like they're having their fight in the sky and then we're just kind of moving with the tides and everything and we're just like, 
in the um, energy. <laughs> we're in your energy. We're like, oh, shit. just walk into. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. every time the, you know, the planets have these sort of like altercations, you know, um, that's, that's what we feel. And then sometimes those really heavy energies just affect us. Yes. And it like throws us off our game and we make silly decisions or, you know, what happens. We make poor life choices during (laughs) retrogrades. So, and so with that being said, okay, so we had June and all of that crazy starting off with a retrograde with an eclipse on top of that plus this... um, um, the square, the Saturn Uranus square. Right? Are any of you guys watching this just having hardcore flashbacks thinking about the last couple weeks? Because because I know crazy. I am. Um, cheers to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean like Oh, that's good. Okay, so. <laughs> You're like, that'll I help need it. wash I it all down. That. I needed that. Like, I'm getting anxious like talking about yeah. this. Uh, because what's to come is really important. Okay. Sort of. Dun, dun, but dun. Kind of, but it is. Drum roll. So what's important is whatever happened earlier in June, I hope you were paying attention because all of that stuff, if you're not doing anything to resolve it, if you're not doing anything to address it, beginning of July, it's going to slap you in the face. Can I just say right now, this would be a really good time for everyone at home to start journaling. And I'm not someone that loves journals and you hear about it all the time in your spiritual practice. People will talk about journaling as this spiritual thing. And I'm sure that's great, but I cannot personally sit here and tell you that I do that. So I'm not going to tell you to journal for that reason. (laughs) I'm going to tell you to journal. It's just like, even if it's just like a tiny little log where you're like June 10th, got in a giant fight at work with my shitty boss and I went home to a fight with my asshole partner. Just saying that that's what it is. Like you're just having that that kind of bad day. Let's say that that's what it is. The importance of this is for what Gerald just said. So you can look back on it because maybe by now, now that we're later in June, you've squared everything away with your boss and with your partner and you don't feel like they're both shitty. But you mm-hmm. can look back on that day and be like, okay, this is something I have to look at because this is going to resurface. Like, mm-hmm. what did I learn? So that's the importance here of journaling, honestly, that I can come and recommend to you. Because as someone that has the attention span of a hamster, without this, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be able to remember mm-hmm. what happened other than I probably had a bad day. Yeah. Right. So, and, and yeah, I mean, the, the best thing that you can really do is just pay attention or even, like, make mental notes. Like, oh, around this time, this happened. And, and here's the crazy thing, because... We're talking about June and July so generally, right? But if any of you decided that you wanted to, you know, hit up an astrologer or look into your own horoscope yourself, that would probably give you the best idea of what's going to happen because your horoscope will tell you specifically what topics in your life to watch out for. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's all based on your rising sign. That's what the horoscope is. It means study of the hour. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you're looking at your horoscope, obviously we always look for our sun sign, like I'm a Virgo or I'm an Aquarius. So you look up Aquarius because that's what your sun sign is in. But that's actually not how they create horoscopes. What they do is they take the chart and whatever the first house is, because that's the, the first house is the sign that rise is the first sign that rises over the horizon. So it sets up how all the other houses 
are going to basically deal with everything. Yeah. And what they do in a horoscope is what um, whatever sign you want to review, they just put it in the first house. So okay. it's really, horoscopes are based on your rising sign. So I would say try this, you know, like. And if, for those of you at home that want to know how you find your rising sign, you know how there's all these jokes that girls are always trying to get dude's birth time? That's why we're trying to figure out what his rising sign is. So you do need your birth time. You need to go ask your parents, go find your birth certificate. I'm not going to lie. I did not know what time my husband was born. And when I tried to ask, he knew exactly what I was up to. <laughs> and so I waited a couple days. And when he was at work, I was like, hey, like, where, where's the key where all of our important papers are? Like, I need my passport. And he, like, told me where I was. He's like, I know what you really want, and I know what time I was born, but you can go ahead and look at my birth certificate. Oh, I got called out. <laughs> wow, I got call- and smart. after all that, I still don't remember what his rising sign is. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Oops. But, yeah, the, the, the rising sign is definitely important. And you're right. Like, the, you know, the birth time is the most elusive piece of information. But there's actually three things that you need. You need your birth oh. date, mm-hmm. your birth place, and, and your, your birth, birth time. time yes so um so if you wanted to find that out and there's a lot of like you know free like um astrology chart calculators out there so go ahead and check it out and then just go ahead whenever you see you know ho- your horoscope try it out for your actual rising sign and not your sun sign and mm-hmm. you, you you might be surprised like how much more accurate it can be Wow, that's so, good to know. That's going to be yeah. something really fun to check out. Yeah, okay. So, so anyway, the, the reason why I brought that up, there was a reason. <laughs> okay, okay. Is, is because, like, you know, we're talking about June and July so generally. Right. But it's hard to know, like, well, if you're telling me, like, all this crazy energy is happening, what does that mean? Just, like, everything is going to suck? No. It just might be a certain topic, and that's what your rising sign and your horoscope will tell you. Mm-hmm. Because what might suck in those months, you know, is maybe just relationships, or maybe it's school, or maybe it's, you know, a coworker or something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it can get really specific, because when you think of Uranus being this, like, you know, initiator of radical change, he's, he's living in Taurus right now. So wherever Taurus ends up on your chart, that will tell you the the topic that change is going to occur in. Ooh. You know, does that, I'm make, just, does that make sense? Totally makes sense. But as you say that, I'm just seeing everybody like finishing this video and calling their mom. Mom, what time was I born? Yeah. I need to know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, and if you know, it, it might be for you know, for you, you know, Uranus ends up in the seventh house and that's like relationship issues or like change in your relationships. Or for you, it might be in the third house, which is like car problems. Mm. You know what I mean? But still the key here is pay attention because if, even if it's a little thing that happens, that's disruptive, beginning of July, if you haven't dealt with it, it's gonna blow up in your face. Because what we have is, because remember, we still have that Saturn-Uranus square throughout the rest of the year. Like, they're not really moving that far apart. It's just these particular, you know, dates, these three dates, like late January and then this past June and then December, that's just when they go exact. Oh, right. And so if you hadn't seen it, like, one to two weeks prior, that day it's going to (laughs) hit, you know? So... Uh, but July 1st, uh, really important, 
you have this square, right, between Saturn and Uranus. Guess what's happening on the other side of the wheel? We have Mars directly opposite Ooh. and squaring Uranus at the same time. So if you haven't dealt with anything, whatever Mars ends up in for you Ooh. is going to trigger all of this madness. Because isn't Mars also like action? Yeah. So we have traditions and all of these old thoughts and like the method to our madness with Saturn being challenged by the radical change with Uranus and then Mars is going to come in like this big instigator like let me just get some popcorn and watch you guys go at it or directly fight oh well shit guys yeah. planet fuckery that's, that's all yeah. I'm going to say and you know the, the thing is all three of these planets are malefic planets yes like, you know they they don't try to be mean or evil it's just in their nature to be disruptive if you know or to really slow you down yeah yeah so it's just a different kind of energy but when you get them all together like it just sucks for us you know yeah but yeah. individually they're actually kind of amazing in their own respect and right you know right. i've changed so. the narrative in my head from being like this like roman deity family dinner to now it's just like everybody's regular holiday dinner but you know how like you'll see on cartoons like the devil and angel on your shoulder so now which planet do you have talking shit into your ear that sits on your shoulder that's what yeah. it really is that's how i've seen it now okay yeah. yeah so that's that's basically the big big thing in july and now the thing is july um is a little bit eventful too i'm not as heavy hitting as june was but there's a lot of like little things that could just stack and stack and stack and stack on Damn. top of everything. You know what I mean? And the thing is, like all the little things looking at my notes, you know, there's the sun is going to oppose Pluto. You know, um, Venus is going to oppose um, Jupiter. Uh, we have Mercury opposing Pluto. We have, you know, oh, and even though this is a trine, you know, you've got Mercury trining Neptune. We like to hear trines, right? But sometimes trines are not great because trines mean it's just a really easy mm -hmm. connection, but you have communication and the planet of like illusion and delusion. So Ooh. that just makes it easy for things to not be clear mm. when it well, comes to communication. Shit, Do you gonna... know what I mean? So sometimes like, you know, these sextiles and trines, even though they are energetically positive, if they mm. make, you know, sometimes there's, a thing is like too much of a good thing right you know what right, i mean and right. with with the things that are happening in july i mean they're not huge huge but if you just keep letting them stack you so know it's not great would you say that over july and what we have left of june it's a really good idea to handle your shit yeah. to pay attention to the things that are really relevant in your life and prolific mm -hmm. right now especially those that are yeah. problematic like Let's not sweep this stuff under the rug. Let's handle it, mm -hmm. feel what we need to feel about it, and, and like really process it. Because I feel like if we look at all these things that you're saying is stacking up on top of all the big things that we got going on, this could just be just like this huge explosion for us exactly. if we if we don't adult, basically. If we don't handle our exactly. stuff. Yeah. And I think one of the best tools to use, believe it or not, you're going to think I'm weird for saying this, are those retrogrades. There's actually a lot more retrogrades happening in June and July. Like, for example, we have, uh, well, Mercury is going to go direct, actually already just went direct a couple days ago. But then we have, um, oh gosh, my notes. Okay, we have um, Neptune um, 
in in a day or two going into a retrograde, we have um, basically by the end of July. Let's just say it like this: there's going to be like five planets in retrograde. I feel and, like that's every summer though, because at least for the yeah. last three years, I've, I've called it the summer of a thousand retrogrades. It, it, yeah. it basically is. Yeah. It basically okay. is. But but um, you're gonna call me crazy for saying this, but lean into the retrogrades because mm. remember retrogrades. You know, if you try to be active and proactive in doing stuff, you're probably not going to get your way because there's always something you're going to have to re- revisit. There's something that's going to resurface. There's something that you have to resolve, right? But if you take the time, you know, and be generous to yourself and not try to have that expectation of having something done like this or right now, but actually be give yourself the time to address things if they come up, then you'll be so much better for it. And that's how you work with a retrograde. You go in with the understanding that you have to revisit something. You know what, if your computer breaks down, you probably had to fix it anyway. So why not take those three weeks or however long to really figure out to make sure it doesn't happen again. That you upgrade it, that you do all these things to make sure that it's set. So the next retrograde that happens, you're set. Mm. You know what I mean? So lean into those retrograde energies and revisit. If you have to relocate, relocate if you have to you know do all your reads all yeah. your rewords <laughs> yeah. like just do it you know retrogrades like you said they're the time for adulting mm-hmm. so do it and you know if you do like you'll be able to navigate june and july pretty well um the other thing that you can utilize to your advantage is the moon the moon is okay. such a big you know um I guess a uh, proponent for change because it's changing all the time. It goes right. through all these different phases. Right. And if you move and do the different phases with the moon, you can get through a month just as easily. And one of the cool things that we have is, you know, even back with that eclipse, that was like the, the rebirth of a new solar sort of like period, right? But in July, you know, we've got the new moon happening in, um, and cancer on the seventh sorry on the ninth we have a new moon and you know a new moon in cancer is really all about like all right if i have a new start what can i start nurturing whether it's within me or outside of me what can i start nurturing Mm -hmm. and by the time we have the full moon two weeks later on the 23rd you know by then the sun will have gone into leo so the full moon will actually be in Aquarius. And now you can be like, okay, so now that I've taken these past two weeks to nurture something, how can I connect it to the world now? Okay. And that's right. how you can take advantage with that full moon. And so you see like by just writing those changes mm-hmm. and revisiting, you know, and really amplifying that sense of like rebirth within you, that, that could do wonders. Hmm. If that All makes right. sense. You that know? does make sense. So, so so we have our new moon on the 7th. We have a new moon on, no, on the 9th, 9th. of July. On the 9th, we have a new moon. When mm-hmm. do we have our full moon for July? The full moon is on the 23rd. The 23rd. Okay. It's on the right. 23rd. So, and you know, if, if you want to be like, you know, that witch that has full moon water or new moon water for every zodiac sign, <laughs> you know. Are you, you that witch? I was that witch. <laughs> I totally was that witch, but I got lazy. <laughs> I, you know. Yeah, yeah. Life happens, you, you, you and fall you just, out. You just like you know you forget focus about on it different for things. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I feel like 
even when I was doing it, I was really grateful that I did it because I learned so much more about the different signs and how the moon interacts with that energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you do learn a lot when you when you when you're when you incorporate that practice, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. But you know, I think it, it, it gets to a point where like, you know, you, you got the information and you kind of just move on to different things because we're always expanding and learning and I think right. keeping a practice like that is I mean for some people it's easy but for me it's it hard. It's a little hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um the last little bit that we have of July um, you know, toward the end of it, um, there's there's one more like big event that's happening. So, so far, July starts with this killer T squared, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. aspect, and then throughout the rest of the month, it kind of like lulls a little bit, but it's super eventful with all these little things that could potentially stack. There's also a new moon and a full moon in the middle, right? But um, the last few days. Uh, what we have is we have, um, oh, and remember in May how we had that Jupiter preview kind of thing? Well, we're yeah. still in that right now. So, and I, I remember saying in May, like, pay attention, like, to all the good things that come up, all the opportunities that come up, because that's giving you a preview for what 2022 is going to be like, right? Okay. But um what's happening though is now um jupiter is still in pisces but he's retrograding backwards back into aquarius okay right and so by the 28th he's gonna be back in aquarius for the rest of the year so what does that mean um it just means the way that we started that's kind of like he's finishing off his tour in aquarius See okay. what I mean? So, so it's not one of the mean planets. No, 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 no. All right. Jupiter is actually probably the most benefic planet. Like okay. he is the planet of good fortune and opportunity. Joviality. And joviality, yeah. And I love that he's related to mm -hmm. Pluto and Saturn and yeah. Uranus. He's like the good guy. Yeah. And okay. part of why, like, you know, just going back to 2020, you know, like part of the reason why that was so bad is because remember how some planets don't like being in certain signs? Right. He cannot be in Capricorn. Like okay. that's the sign that he does the worst in. Oh. And so he was, you know, basically conjoined, basically sharing the same space as Saturn and Pluto. And then that's why it was so rough because we didn't have him to save us. And the only other planet who could have saved us from any of that crazy was Venus, but she was always in the square with all so of those planets. So she was planets. just dealing with her own shit yeah. the whole time. The okay. Whole time. All right. So, but you know, now at the big, uh, at the end of December last year, he went into Aquarius and that's when things started to feel lighter. Okay. We were like, "Oh my gosh, there's like room for possibility and hope now," <laughs> you know. And okay. so him being in Aquarius is good. He's right. better in Pisces. But he's good in Aquarius okay. because there's forward movement in Aquarius. You know, there's room for innovation and possibility in Aquarius with Jupiter. And, you know, him going back into Aquarius is actually not a bad thing. Good. It's just he's going back to what he started with. And, he's and just when it. is this happening? Well, um, yeah, at the 28. end of the... Thank you. You're not paying attention, my friend. <laughs> Hit the sauce. Shit, man. <laughs> Hell, man. I am too when I remember that. Damn. Okay. So on the 28th, yeah, he's going back. But here's the crazy thing. As he's going backwards, you know, retrograde motion, Mars is still moving forwards. And 
literally within hours, but into the next day, he's gonna be opposing Jupiter as he's going back. So the end of July ends with a parting shot from Mars. Okay. You know, just when you thought through the middle of, you know, to most of the rest of that month, if you were, you know, doing your homework, paying attention and adulting, there's going to be like one last hurrah. One last hurrah. Okay. Of crazy. So if, you know, you didn't do it by then, it'll it'll get you. (laughs) Do your homework, guys. And but but where 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 Mars kind of like slaps you in the face is like, yeah, remember that good fortune? We're just gonna take that away for a minute, so you can relook at these things. Oh, <laughs> you know, I see that's that. the energy anyway. Yeah, yeah it so. reminds me of like when I have the dog treat and I'm telling my dogs to sit, uh-huh. and they're just giving me like, please just give me the goddamn treat. I'm gonna just make sure that I like master my puppy face so I can just go into the night sky <laughs> every night for the last few days of life. Be like, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> So, so okay. what kind of work could witches do at this time, Joanne? Well, you know, when, you know, I mean, with whatever we have left in June, you know, and then going into July, I mean, just thematically, you know, this this is kind of how I look at it. It's kind of like brace for impact, then ride the wave. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I feel like the best kind of work that you're going to do magically, um, because we're witchy people here, um, would be just protection magic. You know, do stuff that helps you protect yourself against those like heavier, lower vibrational energies, whether it's directed at you intentionally or not. Mm-hmm. You know, just do some psychic protection. Do your uncrossings. Like, just keep your fields clear and safe. You know, because if you're going to be dealing with a lot of your own stuff, the last thing you want to do is deal with everyone else's. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that kind of protection work. So would it be like a good idea to kind of give ourselves like an emotional tune-up? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And I would even say like, you know, for, you know, the mid to latter end of July, if there is such thing as like, you know, a chill pill sort of like spell, do that. You know, just to keep things light, keep things positive. Because remember, this is like a tough or rough patch you know, in um, our time this year, but mm. it's a phase. It's going to leave, but right. it's, that doesn't make it less hard. Right. You know what I mean? So that's why I think I mentioned before, try to be generous to yourself. Like, you know, give yourself the extra time for these upsets and disruptions. Okay. Like, try to lower your expectation of having things like done right now, right away, you know, fast or something like that. Because even with all these retrogrades, it's almost impossible anyway yeah. to think that way. You know so what I why, mean? Why so fight it. Yeah. So, you know, just, you know, brace for impact and ride the wave. You all know? right. All right. So, that's so what just, I'm I like that. And on that note. Thank you, Drew, for joining us. Yes. Oh, thank you pleasure. so much. So much fun to be here, for sure. This was, this was awesome. I'm so glad that we could do this. I think that you took all of the informative parts of the planet fuckery that even had some bite to it, but you made it very palatable and enjoyable to do. So thank, thank you. you. And so, on that cool. note. On that note, Mary Meet. Mary Part. And, and Mary, Mary Meet, meet again. again.